Who was the biggest dynasty winner from week four of the NFL season? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you could win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk of the Gaming Society, joined as always by Marcus Mosier of Pro Football Focus. You can give me a follow on Twitter over at FFBallBlast, and of course, Marcus at Marcus underscore Mosier. But most important follow of the day is going to be at Locked On Dynasty, so yes. you never miss a podcast ever. Subscribe on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, because we're going to help you win your dynasty leagues this year. And uh, you can't, you, you can't let us help uh, guys. If, if you're not following, so be sure smash that, that or those five-star reviews, all of that good stuff. Uh, and, and let us help you out. Marcus, we're almost a wrap for week four. And we saw a lot of uh, interesting action. We saw, some more surprises. Jamal Williams still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. We've got, we've got a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know, a certain rookie running back that I want to talk about for the entire podcast. But Rakad White. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. He um, he is totally the rookie running back yeah. of the week that we need to talk can, about. Can but... we just start there? Not with Rashad White, but with uh, Damian Pierce because. Okay, that's actually I, we we haven't even talked about this, but that's that's the player that I wanted to, to talk about today because I think he is the biggest winner of week four. Would you agree? A hundred percent. I mean, like winner in every single way. Winner yes. on the stat sheet. Winner yes. on the the eyeball test. Winner when it comes to usage. Like he won every single way in week four and it's really hard not to look at this guy who's still producing despite the fact that he's on a not so great offense and he, he looks so good. Marcus, tell me what you're, you're thinking about yeah. Damian Pierce right now. So we should just mention the stats in case you didn't see it. 14 carries for 131 yards and a touchdown six receptions for eight yards. Obviously you're hoping for more yards, but you'll take that in a PPR league. Here's yeah. the most important thing for me, Kate week one, didn't play a lot of snaps, was was splitting touches with Rex Burkhead. Do you know how many other running backs got a carry for Houston in week in week four? Uh was it zero? Zero. Nobody else <laughs> had a rushing attempt in week four for the Texans other than Damian Pierce. This is his backfield now. He's gonna play 75 to 80 percent of the snaps going forward. And when he's performing like this and he's averaging you know, like six yards, seven yards to carry. How could you not be excited? So let's let's do a little game where we're at after four weeks because I think it's pretty clear. Like he, this isn't a fluke thing. Like he's a real talented running back. You tell me who you'd rather have going forward throughout their dynasty careers: uh, Antonio Gibson or Damian Pierce? Pierce. 
Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Damian Pierce? Pierce. Okay. Josh Jacobs or Damian Pierce? Josh Jacobs also looked very, very good on Sunday. Yes, but Josh Jacobs, like if we're doing the whole um, like dynasty longevity bit, like I I get fresh legs with Damian Pierce, Marcus, because he didn't even play much in college. So like I am getting a fresh spring chicken and Damian Pierce. I'll take Damian Pierce all day. All right. David Montgomery. Damian Pierce. Cam Akers. Damian Pierce. Now, this one's tough because now you have to factor in your pre-draft uh, thoughts, but Kenneth Walker. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's like 1A, 1B for me. Uh, and it, So in the pre-draft process, Kenneth Walker was my RB2. Pierce was my RB3. And it's hard not to give the edge to Pierce right now, mm-hmm. who's – actually getting the work uh, right off the bat. He looks good doing it and he's essentially eliminated all competition. So, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker, though, I love the prospect still a question mark. Like we don't necessarily know how he's going to translate. So it's close. Damian uh, Pierce. I, uh... but let's also be clear. I was very high on Damian Pierce. This is not all reactionary. So I want to sure. be clear. If you've been a longtime listener of the Locked On Dynasty podcast, you know this is not all reactionary to week four. This is Yes, we, we've love. been a fan for a while. I will say I drafted Kenneth Walker in multiple leagues at the 102 or 103 spot, and I would trade him straight up for Damian Pierce right now. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's, that's where we're at. It's, I mean, it's a little bit disappointed in Kenneth Walker and the situation, except, especially with Rashad Penny looking so good. On Sunday, but he also, was overdue. Yeah, well, I'm looking. I mean, we're kind of ranking now Damian Pierce as a top 16, top 17 dynasty running back. That's how quickly things can change. And I know you're not supposed to be this reactionary in dynasty leagues, but when it comes to the running back position, Kate, sometimes you can't afford to wait. Like, if you want Damian Pierce on your team, now is the time to make a move because I. Listen, I think his price is only going to go up the more he plays, the more weeks he strings together like this. I think by the end of the year, we could be talking about him as a top 12 dynasty running back. So, Marcus, I uh, about, you know, in the last month or so, I have been very much on the board. Uh, the The biggest discussion on Twitter was, will you trade a first for Damian Pierce? I feel like we're past that now. I feel like the answer is yes mm-hmm. for most people. Um what what would you what, would you be willing to add anything to a first? In order, I think to a get first him? is still good. I, I, that's probably where I would anything more than a first, unless I'm so needy at the running back position, I'd get a little bit hesitant about just because it is the Texans because of the draft capital. But yeah, if I'm a contender and I can let's say I'm throwing away 109 for Damian Pierce, absolutely all day. Beautiful. Uh, all right, let's talk about some more winners and losers from week two. But before we – or from week two, from week four. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about prize picks. If you haven't used prize picks before, I, I, I'm really urging you to do it. It's so easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picture projection, you win. You can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on 
really any sport you watch. I can go through them all, but the big ones, NFL, NBA, MLB, boxing, UFC, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, women's <laughs> college basketball, college football. You guys know that every sport you can think of, they have it. Injuries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And they are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So here's what you have to do. Just download the Price Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you don't have $100 and you only have $25, that's great. They'll give you $25 free dollars. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Kate, let's buzz through some of these other winners uh, from week four. I just want to start with Chris Olave. It's pretty clear Olave is a real thing. Four for 67 and a touchdown uh, in case you didn't wake up and watch this kind of disaster of a London game. Uh, <laughs> Olave, real deal. I, I've kind of... I thought he was the best receiver in this class from a dynasty standpoint. I don't know if anything's changed my mind so far. Uh, definitely nothing. Like he's making big boy plays. He's he's making plays that show like a high football IQ. Um, I, I think that part of that beauty too is the fact that he's not playing with Patrick Mahomes. He's not playing with a quarterback that I think is elevating his skill set. I, like I think this is pure Chris Olave. And I mean, Marcus, through four weeks, currently sits as the wide receiver 15 in half mm-hmm. PPR formats. Like, you'll take that all day. And, yep. it, you know, he, he looks good. He looks fantastic. Um, and just behind him, Marcus, I think we should keep shouting out these other rookie wide receivers. Because uh, at wide receiver 18, we've got Garrett Wilson of the mm-hmm. New York Jets. Uh, at let's see, uh, wide receiver 21, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver 22, Drake London. That is four rookie wide receivers in the top 22. And yep. like I, this class uh, is so far showing up and they are everything that we wanted them to be. Uh, let's talk about another rookie, Brees Hall. Uh, before week four, he had not had a game with over eight rushing attempts. He did in week four against the Steelers, 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Also added in two receptions for 12 yards. So not the biggest of days. The touchdown helps. But what's encouraging here, Kate, is that he saw his snap count go up to 46 uh, snaps in this game. He played 66% of the offensive snaps, the most that he's played so far. While we're not quite there yet, it seems like Brees Hall is trending in the right direction to to be the 101 from this class in terms of the running backs, at least. I, I don't know. So, Marcus, we're like, I will say to this point, I think Damian Pierce has looked better than Brees Hall. And yes, neither yes. neither offense is good. So, like, it, it, I do feel like we're kind of comparing apples to apples here. And if we are just going purely based off of the statistical production, the usage, uh, and how he's looked with the usage. I do think Damian Pierce is outplaying Brees Hall so far. And I'm not okay. saying that it'll stick, but like, I, I think it's a surprising it, fact to state. It, it is surprising. I, I will say, I will preface this. I think it has more to do with Damian Pierce looking really good than Brees Hall looking bad. Cause I don't think Brees Hall has looked bad at all. I, I actually thought he played really, really well on Sunday. What I'm saying is, we were worried a little bit about the usage going into the season because Michael Carter mm-hmm. is just 
a good football He's player. Good. And we were Actually worried that the that the snaps would be 50-50, at least with this trending in the right direction. It gives you hope that maybe by the end of the season, this is a 70-30 backfield. And we know that because the Jets gave up so much to get him, they used a second-round pick on him. He's going to be locked into a pretty big role for the foreseeable future. For sure. I want to talk about another winner. Uh, and maybe this is via somebody else being a loser, but uh, I'm going to try to spin the positive here. I want to talk about Desmond Ritter, who I think mm. has to be on the cusp of becoming a, uh, at least getting his shot at starting. We saw Kenny Pickett come in. We saw Bailey Zappi get his turn in week four. I think that week five could be the week of Desmond Ritter because Marcus, Marcus, Marty, Marcus, <laughs> comma, Marcus Mariota um, did not perform well. Like they came out with a win against the Browns. And I think we all know that it is not thanks to the quarterback play or yep. the management at quarterback. Uh, 19 pass attempts, just seven completions. That is a 36.8 completion rate. Uh, 139 passing yards, the sec, uh, the lowest passer rating uh, among quarterbacks in week four. Like it, he didn't even get much done, you know, on the ground. It, it was a very, very poor showing. And I do think that Desmond Ritter is like, if it's not next week, it has to be week, you know, six, there's it, just no it's way coming. Right. Like it's pretty clear that he, he's got to be the starter. At least I think this Atlanta team is, I don't want to say they're good, but they're not bad. Right. And mm-hmm. I think they're building. Point, yeah. And you're at a point where the rest of the roster is competitive. I think Desmond Ritter can throw seven completions in a game and not kill you. You know, right. I think he can give you a chance. I do think we're going to see him at some point this season and it's starting to feel like, it could be sooner rather than later. Uh, let's get to some other. I, we should mention your guy, Kenny Pickett, who mm-hmm. came in for the Steelers, uh, did have one really impressive touchdown drive, had two total rushing touchdowns in this game, three interceptions. I, I, I This question maybe seems obvious, but I don't think it is. Do you think Kenny Pickett starts going forward for the Steelers? I think so. Um I, that's that's my belief. Um, I, I think it's really hard uh, to put Mitch Trubisky back in after you pulled him after all these votes of confidence and preaching patience. I don't think you make that switch unless somebody is committed, right? Like, because I think it's just really hard to backpedal at that point. And I don't think it's good for the locker room at that point. But um, I don't know, Marcus. Pittsburgh might literally burn down if they try to take Pen- Kenny Pickett back out but of the could game. But I could see a situation. I'm not predicting this. Where Tomlin is like, you know what? Mitch Trubisky is the veteran. We've got a tough schedule coming up. We're playing in Buffalo. He knows that Buffalo team after spending the you know a year with them. Let, let's not put the rookie in a bad situation here. Let's play Trubisky. And I think that I would just be wonder then what was the point? Like he what said, was the, the offense point? needed a spark in Week Four. See, like, I just, I don't think you can uh, justify needing a spark and, and then go back to Trubisky and then, yeah. yeah. Cause I, like you need a spark every week. Like yeah. the Steelers suck. We need, we need a spark every week. And I mean, like Kenny Pickett, he 
uh, had moments where you did see that spark. He had also, you know, some like not necessarily the, the three interceptions. One wasn't really his fault, but like he also wasn't perfect. So I, I, you know, didn't come up with that win that was on the defense, but um, I, I just think it's very hard to uh, say and acknowledge that Kenny Pickett gave your offense the spark it needed. And then to, set him back on the bench like it it wouldn't make sense to me we we should mention i feel like there's two clear winners if pickett is the starter going forward number one it's george pickens who had a breakout game right six catches for 102 yards on eight targets it's just clear that pickett's got to trust him on back shoulder fades and down the field like that's the guy that he's looking for and then pat fryermuth who we finally saw unlocked a little bit in the middle of the field. He had seven receptions for 85 yards, came up about one yard short of a touchdown. Those are the two guys I want going forward, and everybody else, including Deontay Johnson, I'm knocking down in a significant way in this offense. Yeah, and I think like the, the chemistry at that point is going to um, – we're going to see some chemistry develop with other people in this offense, but like George Pickens, easy lock, you know, Kenny Pickett uh, got plenty of reps uh, with Kenny or Kenny Pickett got pet. Oh my gosh. Kenny Pickett, George Pickens. It's just a very big mouthful you guys. Um, But like they got, they got plenty of reps, but I will say like one thing that, that hurts is that, um, you know, Deontay Johnson, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't playing for, a lot of training camp he was having his little you know hold in so mm-hmm. even some of those like reps that Kenny Pickett got with the first team like we didn't get those with Deontay Johnson so um you, you gotta expect that these this rapport with these other players is going to continue to grow but out of the gate it looks like it's uh George Pickens season yeah I it's just they, they started to use him on some other routes, including like some hitches and some dig routes to get him the ball in space. I think George Pickens is kind of the guy for Pittsburgh going forward if Kenny Pickett remains the starting quarterback. Um, let's talk about some losers from week four. But before we do that, I want to tell you about a brand new product from Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. Are you ready? Let me introduce you to the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you as it has a whopping 15 grams of protein and only 160 calories. Run to built.com to stag a box for you and the family. It's the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding spot in your house to keep it away from everybody else uh, so they don't steal your new cookie dough chunk puffs. Absolutely fantastic. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 to try out the new cookie dough chunk puff. All right, Kate, uh, we've got to do some losers here uh, on the podcast. We should. We should mention there's a lot of injuries this week, including to Javante Williams, uh, who appears to have suffered a significant knee injury. Uh, He was quickly ruled out. He was carted off the field. It's tough. We're, you know, we're now, this is year two for Javante. We're going to be going now into year probably three without seeing him in a full-time role. This one just sucks. It's, it's awful. 
It it definitely sucks. And I think that, uh, you know, in terms of what the Broncos are going to do, like, I, I think that was the one thing we saw uh, gave this offense some life, right, was this one-two punch of Javante Williams, of Melvin Gordon, and it's it's not there. We're not going to see it. And um, it's a shame because it – you know, time and time again, we have seen that Javante Williams continues to look like an absolute bona fide stud, and um, it's it's so unfortunate. It's it's terrible. He was, according to Dynasty League Football, I believe, running back three going into the week, only behind Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. Um, it's tough, and we should also mention the guys ahead of him. DeAndre Swift missed this week with an injury. Jonathan Taylor has believed to have an ankle sprain. I saw the last report is they're thinking he avoided a high ankle sprain, but the running back position right now in your dynasty leagues is tough. Christian McCaffrey banged up yesterday. Did end up having a big performance? Najee Harris. What do you want to say about Najee at this point? I mean, Najee Harris is, was the name that I wanted to discuss uh, in terms of biggest, like, I, I just don't know. Um, in terms of his his fantasy upside within this offense, I'm not sure that we can bank on this on a week to week basis. Like, um, you know, week four, he actually looked, uh, you know, was somewhat decent Had 18 carries. And if you told me he had 18 carries um, and finished as what RB 30 something, um, yeah. I would have told you you're out of your mind. And that's that's kind of the state that I think we're going to see with this offense uh, TBD on whether or not maybe we see more checkdowns or maybe uh, he's still not fully healthy from this foot injury Possible. ankle like like maybe he's not at a hundred percent but for the time being he is a volume based play and not much else outside of that. And what's tough is last year when the efficiency was bad, the volume was there, right? He was still, let's look at the first four games last year. I mean, he was still averaging like 15 rushing attempts a game. The difference this year is Kate. He had zero targets against the jets through four games. He only has 11 receptions. Excuse me. He only has 10 receptions and on 11 targets at the same time last year, he already had 34 targets. Like he's just not getting that volume in the passing game. And when you don't score touchdowns, which he only has, you know, one rushing touchdown this year, it's really, really hard. I, obviously, you can't bench him. You're, you're, I don't think you're going to trade him as for his values at now. But it's a tough situation for Najee. For sure, um, another, you know, stud we need to talk about is Kyle Pitts, uh, oh. who just. For the, uh, what is this, the third week now? Like, we're just absolutely being killed by Kyle. We're just waiting for a quarterback change at this point for something, right? For something. I mean, when you complete uh, seven total passes in the game, what are the chances that 100% of those are going to Kyle Pitts? Not great. But, Marcus, like, what do we do with Kyle Pitts? Because at this point, like, you have to hold. He's probably the worst, uh, you know, like, in terms of redraft, probably looking like the worst pick in your redraft leagues, period. Um, That had four targets, one catch, 25 yards. But now this is the third out of four games where we've seen um, 25 or fewer receiving yards. Like, that is not okay. And, 
uh, like to that note, I, I think that you can consider benching Kyle Pitts. Like if I have Kyle Pitts and Pat Fryermuth, I'm playing Pat Fryermuth oh, yeah. Yeah. all day, every day. If I have Kyle Pitts and um, David and Joku at this point, like I'm playing David and Joku and I'm, I'm sitting on Kyle Pitts and yeah, like you're, you're going to say, how can you bench like I, dynasties tight end one? But I think you need to, I, I got a better one for you. I'm starting Tyler Conklin over Kyle Pitts the rest yep. of the way until I see something different because not only is what we've seen this year discouraging because of 10 receptions for 150 yards. Okay. We're now through 21 games of his career and he has one touchdown reception. This offense just doesn't put the ball through the air. They're not targeting him in the red zone. They're not prioritizing him. And I can't, I can't understand why did you draft him uh, number four overall if you weren't going to prioritize him in terms of uh, utilizing his diverse skill set? And I, I, I don't know what to make of, of Kyle Pitts, but I don't want it uh, in my starting lineup for now. Uh, it's tough. It's it. We know he's one of the most incredibly talented players in this league. I think you put him on 25 other teams and he looks like a superstar. This is just – a bad fit. Arthur Smith doesn't know how to use him. They don't have a quarterback that can that can raise his uh you know ceiling or and his floor. This sucks. It's it's frustrating, Kate. I guess that's the only way I can put it. Yeah. Uh, one more, uh, Marcus. I if are we wrapped up with the uh, the losers here? Because I want to end on one more positive. Yes. Note. Let's be positive. Go ahead. All right. Let's end on a positive note. We've got to shout out T.J. Hawkinson, who literally exploded like if you face tj hawkinson this week you probably lost eight receptions 179 yards two touchdowns um that is the performance i think we've all wanted to see from tj hawkinson and marcus like i think maybe the more underrated part here uh that we need to consider is the fact that this is a team who on a weekly basis is scoring a lot of points um like across one the board offensive league. Yeah. And uh, you know, part of that comes from, you know, that needing to play catch up, but it doesn't matter. Like points are points, yards mm-hmm. are yards. And I, I think we need to be um, heavily invested in this lion's offense for now, um, including, you know, Amonra St. Brown when healthy uh, TJ Hawkinson, like I, I think, anybody in this offense we need to be prioritizing for fantasy because the play volume is going to be there and the need for for playing catch up is going to be there and it, i like that for fantasy i you, you're right this is the best offense in the league however i wouldn't be surprised to see them struggle quite a bit over the next month and maybe that will be the time to buy some of these guys here's their current schedule coming up at new england we know new england has a good defense still at the Cowboys, the Cowboys have one of the best defenses in the league. Home against Miami, at the Packers. like They could struggle a little bit, but the schedule really opens up for them at the end of the season when you have games against you know, the Vikings again and the Bears and the Giants. and The Bills game will probably be a little bit of a shootout. Like, go, go get some Lions. Have some Lions on your offense. Like, this is like in your fantasy lines. This is awesome. The Lions are fun. I don't know if they're good, but they are certainly fun. Yeah, um, that, that's probably exactly what Dan Campbell was was hoping we'd all be saying about the yes. the Lions uh, heading into Week Five. But this is uh, it, it's 
Fun it is what it is. Yeah. You, you take what you can get for your fantasy teams and uh, let's be honest, they're not the best team. So you can still probably get a lot of these assets at a discount yes. because it's hard to bank on garbage time on a consistent basis, but. Let's see. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, who you guys also know from this podcast, give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you get the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. Follow Kate at FFWallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your Monday. We'll see you guys later this week.